0: You want to learn more about effective management, head over to madsingers.com and sign up for my free management training. Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Stacy Johnson. Welcome, Stacy.
1: Thank you very much. I'm so glad to be here.
0: Excellent. And Stacey, you've been an entrepreneur for 40 years, so you have lots and lots of great advice to share, which I'm super excited for today. But just before we jump into it, would you mind giving the audience a little bit of background about you, and what you've been through and how you ended up where you are right now?
1: <clears throat> sure. Um, I grew up as a dancer, I spent my whole world in the, the world of the arts and Dance Masters of America and, and getting to travel around and dance and have this beautiful time. My mother was a dance teacher, so I carried on. I taught dancing and, and ran a competition team, nonprofit, dance studio, scholarship program for 35 years. Through that, um, took a pivot and went to work for the state as a family services specialist in the adolescent and adult mental health and substance abuse field for 12 years. And I uh, had, had a nonprofit there as well called Toss where the tears of strength and support, where we worked with families to walk them through the process of recovery um, and addiction and walk with them through the path of mental health for their children, uh, kind of keeping families back together. And then life came along and my husband and I decided to trade the first half of the second half. And we moved to New Mexico, we moved to Texas, bought a cattle ranch, I started ranching cows. And I I jumped in and really just kind of took off as a and I don't really like the word coach. I think the word life coach has been completely overused. And now it's kind of like rag. right? It's just like a word out totally, there,
0: in there. Totally agree, yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I don't really want to call myself that. I, I'm more of somebody that's willing to come alongside you and help you find that journey. Because the grand overall designer or God looked down one day and decided the world needed one of you. And there's a reason for that. And when you finally believe in that reason, you sing your song and you dance that dance that you're intended to, then we get the best version of you. And then you get to become the most amazing whatever you are, because you believe in your story and you have this legacy and and you're you're proud of it. And so that's what I do. And Enlighten Up, that's the business I run now. I just come alongside you, your business, your organization, your association, and we just help you find your shine. And so the world can see all the things that you to be
0: fantastic! It sounds like a lot of fun as well. You must be meeting lots of interesting people.
1: Oh, you know, I'm having the time of my life, and through this business, we've I met a wonderful gentleman through the John Maxwell team that wrote this amazing program called the Hero Builder. It's a character and integrity growth program for children, ages two through adults, and it can be you can do it in your home or your Boy Scout troop or church or anywhere that you want to do it and you want to build amazing strong integrous people and so we started a podcast because we we started talking about this program and it's one thing to teach the children but it's it's another thing for them to see what you're teaching them being played out in their life and if you don't model that character and integrity you're just words right it's just words so we took that children's program and we morphed it and began to challenge our podcast audience to verb those words and to live those character and integrity traits, so our children can see that. And then maybe they won't blow stuff up and eat Tide Pods,
0: right? I love it. (laughs) I love it.
1: Bring back that wisdom. And so we have two podcasts. We do one called Uncaped Heroes because uh, most of the time what we find is heroes are ordinary people that come alongside you and do extraordinary things in your life. And so we, we get the story of people's journey and who came alongside them and whose shoulders they stand on and what they taught them. So we can pass that on as legacy, that wisdom of old. Uh, and then we do another show on Wednesdays called Midweek Mind Candy. And we invite a person to come in and join us. And we have a three-way banter about a word that is an attribute of character and integrity. And kind of what does that word mean to you? How do you verb that in your life? How do you model it? And uh, I have a great time with some great conversations. I get to travel all over the world and never leave my living room. I have a great time.
0: Yeah, uh, I I normally do the same, but uh, COVID have uh, put a temporary stop to that. But uh, yeah, hopefully not for long. So, yeah. that's cool. That sounds uh, that sounds like a lot of fun for sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it's super interesting what you're mentioning about young people because I'm like like many people, particularly in the entrepreneurial space, I'm not particularly impressed with with the whole school system and stuff, but. Uh, Again, I'm not. I I always have this idea that it's not just the schools. Like a lot of the time, it's also parents and so on. And I, I totally get that a lot of parents don't really know where to start, right? And and uh, if like the way I look at it, like when I work with my team, one of the first things I always say is that um, when people learn personal development in the first place, that's like a light switch between night and day. Right. Like when a human being learned personal development and learned that, you know, if you want to do certain things in life, you can go figure it out. You can do it. right. And the the earlier on, you can teach that same thing to kids. Like because parents are great at saying, oh, you can be anything you want. Right. But I think it's super interesting when you actually, uh, yeah, for, for parents that actually enable kids and to understand what it means. And, and again, learn it through the character and, and so on, right? It's, it's super, super valuable. So love that thinking, love that thinking.
1: Thank you, it's so important. You know, that, yeah. that when we, one of the questions that we talk about on this podcast, a lot of times, especially when we get someone from the 25 to 40 year old range, right? And we throw them up in here with some of us that are a little more aged than that, like good wine. And when the question becomes, where do you see the gap? And how do we come together to fill that gap in our, in our society and in our community? And it's so interesting to hear the perception of someone over the age of 60's perception of the gap versus someone 25 and, and here. But it, it's been really fun because we've heard more of the younger generation come back and say, you know, what happened to the wisdom of you guys? What happened to the wisdom of your grandparents? Where'd that go? Because it seems like that didn't, that's not what carried forward. Where is that? So I think that's our job is to begin to model that again. I mean, if you look at the world around you, character and integrity right now, the definition is a little screwed. Right? If, to, if you least, look at,
0: to say the least.
1: Yeah, there needs to be some clarity in that for absolute.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Super good. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll try to rail us in a little bit on the management track so we can talk a little bit management today. So what, one of the things and it kind of relates to this, but but you mentioned it before we started this uh, podcast, which was that you you work with people to to find and, and help create amazing human beings uh, and that sounded like an absolutely amazing concept to me. so do you want to tell me a little bit about what that is and, and well how you work with people to achieve that?
1: Sure um, I, I'd love to I think that small business is part of that is in the the businesses that we run and the management that we put out there is the backbone of so much of our our, our move forward right it's critical and people don't leave bad jobs they leave bad management more than any right to, to to some level of degree it's about it's about how it goes right and whether or not you find joy in that and get up every day and go man I love my job and that Part of that's your responsibility because that's the way you see the world, right? If you see the world with that that level of enthusiasm, then you're gonna see that. But if, if, if what's above you in the management and the leadership above you doesn't come alongside you and encourage you to be the very best that you can be and thrive in your lane and shine for that company, then you both miss out, right? And so the very best manager you can possibly be is the person that you would like to work for. Yeah. Right. Who, do you, who do you want to work for? Be that person, right? Be open. I, I always tell when we sit down at a table with a group of management, I always tell them, look, first thing you need to learn is, A, if your idea is always the best idea at the table, you need some new people at your table.
0: Yep. I, I <clears throat> definitely agree with that one. I, I would also say uh, one of the things in that regard is always uh, understanding not to always put your ideas out because... Uh, I definitely learned that the hard way, but 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 generally, like e- even if people are not yet smarter than you, I think there's a lot to be said with actually developing and growing them so that they will be right. Because uh, I, I I love I love hiring people who have struggled in life. I love love hiring like so. I've I've had people all over the world, but like I've hired a whole bunch of people, you know, with no education, who had a very poor upbringing and so on and i've hired them in and i've taught them a lot of stuff and it, it's taken a little bit of time but the whole thing is just giving people ownership all right if you give them ownership and you know you let them fail a bit and, and let them succeed a bit and but let them try and let them own and um, right. i i always feel that you you always get the best results out of people that way right and uh, so, some people will just do it like some people you give them ownership and it just works right and some people you you have to encourage it a lot more and coach it a lot more along the way but but definitely where i see so many business owners going right is that they' are going wrong sorry is they they're so busy thinking they need to know everything they need to direct everything and so on and that ends up just making them really really busy people for no reason.
1: Well, you know if you'd have been intended to do this whole thing by yourself, then you'd be the only one here. right We'd yes. just be clear one at a time if that's the way it was intended. and, and if you get to the chop and you're lonesome, that's your fault. Who'd you leave yep. behind? Yep. Right? Because the best leaders develop a whole bunch of leaders to come and take their place Yeah. right and, and you bring them alongside you and, and recognizing that that power that it, it powers influence, right. Yep leadership is influence it's not power it's not the corner office it's not the it's not the nameplate. It, it's not those things the man or woman five-year-old teenager 60 year old that has the most ability to influence the people around them that's your leader yeah cultivate yeah.
0: and not just the ability to influence the people but actually do something about it as well because yeah it's one
1: thing and then there's that forward motion right there's that next step and so you know looking at your people that you work that work for you and 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 having some moment to go what's your lane right what's your one thing and so i'm not going to put you in the mail room if you need to be in the art department because then neither one of us are getting the best thing yes right
0: that's been my Probably my biggest area of success in management have really been, like I I learned very early on, I learned uh, a lot about DISC and behaviors and so on. So because the challenge is sometimes you'll meet people and they they might know they're bad at a job, but they might not understand what they're good at yet. Um, and, And learning to understand natural behaviors, and really understand like where, what sort of things naturally uh, people are naturally gifted at. Uh, yeah. just makes it so much better to, to help guide people towards, I'm not saying to give them the right job straight away, but, but help guide them in the direction of things that they're naturally good at, right? right. Uh, Some
1: people don't know. Some people think that this is what they want to do until they get in there and go, oh, you know, but I really enjoy that part. Mm-hmm, and then yeah. they find that bubble. And a good leader, a good manager recognizes that and sees that and go, so I saw your interest over here. Yeah. You want to talk about that? right? want to move that over. One of the things that we do in in all of our leadership trainings that we do is we spend some time and we go outside and we play follow the leader for a minute, Mm -hmm. right? Adults love to play. And so when you give them permission to go play for a minute, the first minute and a half, we just play and we giggle and play leapfrog, and So we play follow the leader and we get to back and we end up in a nice big circle and everybody's giggling and they've had fun and talking about how long it's been since they played follow the leader, right? And they get into this open moment and then you say, okay, now what's wrong with that game? And they all go, what? What do you mean what's wrong with that game? I said, think about the concept of follow the leader. What's wrong with that game? And pretty soon, does somebody go, well, maybe not everybody can do what the leader was doing. All right, there we go. We're on the right track. What else is wrong with that game? And before it's over, someone will finally say, well, there's only one leader. That's what's wrong with the game. Right. That, that's the problem that we created through the 80s and 90s is we, we developed all these beautiful leaders that found all these really cool followers, but they didn't train new leaders to come in and take their place. So the fire department, the, the U.S. mail system, the UPS, the, those kind of organizations, their, their power, their leadership is fixing to retire in the next five years. All the baby boomers are going away. Right, and so they got about five years to train some new leaders to come in and take over because they've not done that. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that that leadership is so important right now. We really focus on your ability to influence people and bringing out that in our in our leadership when we work with people. Because in your entity, let's say you run a any kind of a business, when people walk into your business and they and they encounter you for the first time, if it doesn't feel like they could pull up and have a cup of coffee and have a good chit chat and maybe share some lunch. They're going to do a very different kind of business with you. But if they feel that in your building, if they feel that, hey, we're a family, we're here together, we're, we're pushing each other forward, we're rising above, your clients pick up that energy. And then they're like, ah, I really want to work with those people because they feel the love, right? They feel that, that respect and that camaraderie and that, hey, we're leading each other up we're we're all walking each other home. We might as well do it hand in hand. But it has a huge determining factor on how successful your business can be just by the energy your employees put out as a group.
0: Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, what, one of the things that I feel that most business owners fail with is they focus so much on their clients, much more than they focus on their employees and their staff. Right. And I I think like that's definitely, I mean, there's always situations and, and so on, but, but But in general, right, like the key focus for me is uh, what I feel at least is you should always focus on the staff first, because if you focus on your customers first and your staff is not in a good place, then you basically end up in a situation where, yeah, customers will run away eventually, even if it's not right at that point in time, because they can feel it, right? They can see it. They can, yeah.
1: It's palatable. And that's what I was talking. That's what we were talking about, alluded to earlier when we talk about, making sure that the people that work for you, or that you yourself, how you show up is critical. And so we work really hard at developing, I mean, good people. It's really important that AT&T be successful. Let's just throw them out there because it's the first one that came to my mind, right? It's important for all of us that AT&T continue to be a successful cell phone carrying company. But if all the people that work for AT&T are not good human beings and they're bad parents and they're bad spouses and they're bad partners, then what good is that at the end of the day? What does that put out in the circle? What, what, what does that put out there and, and who wants to go and be a part of that community? So it's so important that the people, you encourage the people that work for you to be quality human beings. Who are you when nobody's looking it matters because then you bring that best version of you to the table in your job, in your relationships, yeah, and I,
0: I think that comes back to to other things. I mean, I, I've had I have a big uh, team in the Philippines, for example, right? And, and uh, obviously, it's a it's a different culture. And there's different challenges and so on. But 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 for example, like a lot of the people I work directly with, I've I've talked with them a lot about like money management and things like that, because that is not something that comes natural, but it's one of these things. Like, again, if you start learning it, if you start picking it up, it makes such a huge difference in your life, right? So I I think it's also really important to understand that the different people are in different places and it's not always just, it's not always just a list of, oh, teach people these things, but you need to understand where are the people. That you're working with right now in their life what is it actually they need and what is what what is their challenges right Um, Right. because that it it varies all the time
1: it does and no matter how hard we try we bring our life with us wherever we go yeah you know the the concept of oh i'm going to leave that in the car and i'm not going to take that to work with me that sounds great and it's a cool bumper sticker not even real yeah. Because you know that it goes with you, because it's part of the life that you're living in, this breath that you're taking. So it matters what's going on around
0: you, right? It, yeah, um, definitely. definitely. And I, I think also, because like, what we see a lot of the time, and I, honestly, when I started out coaching, uh, initially I, I mostly coached people who were in the corporate world. And I saw it all the time. Every time someone called me and they're like, hey, man, you know, I have a manager. He used to be great. Now he's no longer performing. And, you know, like 90% of the case, it was like problems at home, right? Problems in the relationship, problems with something on the home front, right? And like 90% of the time. Uh, so like, no matter what you say at home, always impact what you deliver at work, right? Absolutely. It, even it, as it, an entrepreneur it, as a business owner
1: right absolutely well it impacts how you eat how you sleep the lens with which you see the world that day it's yeah. all impacted by those things that are going on underneath right Yep. Yeah. so that and that's the other program that i teach that's what enlighten up is all about we our main focus in our program is called underneath the music because mm-hmm. it's what is underneath all the music for you what is that one constant beat that keeps your band on time Right. I grew up as a tap dancer and my mother used to tell us, you know, if you're going to be a good tap dancer, you can't tap to the music because the music changes. It goes up, it gets down, it gets loud, it gets soft, it gets faster, it gets slower. But underneath all of that, there's one guy and he's got this going on. And he he never changes. That's your dance partner. And so if you take that very same concept and you put it in your life, what's underneath your music? What is your constant? because that's your legacy. That's the story you leave behind. That's the story your grandchildren tell about you. That's what they say about you when you leave the room, right, that underneath needs to be unfolding, needs to be unchanging, constant, whether you're at Walmart or the post office or the office or church, that's the same. And what is that? We lose sight of that because we, we un- unwillingly, not even unwillingly, just kind of unknowingly, I think in by life, It's very easy to let your spouse, your your partner, your children, your job, your career, your social media standing, your financial status, it's very easy to let those things write your story for you for the day, right? And you get up and just put on that hat and you play this role and you play that role and you play that role and you dress in the costume on the bed and you dance to the music they laid out. And at the end of the day, none of that's really about you. That's their music. That's their song, right? What's yours? And so until you're comfortable with yours and you recognize that the lack that you're looking for is inside, turn it on. Once you believe in that and you, you can hold on to what's underneath your music, then you can manage that no matter what's going on out here. Because we can get lost out here in the chatter. So we try to keep you constant underneath. And that's really important. And I think the other thing I think that is really important for especially in management is to have a day once a month and have a failure celebration. Because failure's movement, failure's forward motion, right? This didn't work, but this didn't work. And I learned this didn't work. So I'm trying. And so if you can celebrate that failure, like you, at least you tried, you know, at the end of the day, you tried and, and failure is effort. And so once a month, you should have a failure celebration. And, and I tried this and it didn't work great, but what'd you learn? And then celebrate that new knowledge and celebrate that wisdom, and then people aren't afraid to fail because if they're afraid to fail, they won't try. Yeah,
0: yeah, that and that's like uh, talking about differences in, in different countries and so on. That's definitely a big challenge that I, I had to spend a lot of time with my team in Philippines about. Right, like both both actually like simple things like criticizing the boss. So you know, even if 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 the boss is about to make the biggest mistake and they see it, they would never tell you because obviously the boss always knows. You should never criticize the boss and all that stuff right, right. and, and that, that as an example took a long time to change for, for many of the people right and but it's so important right because again like the, the whole thing for me is I don't want to know everything right I don't want to be the one who's you know got everything in my head like I want to I want to hire great people that that can take that and can own different pieces and, and can be responsible human beings right and then yeah. um, it, some people naturally just shines, right? Like sometimes you hire someone, and, and that's all. Obviously, almost awesome when that happened, but sometimes you hire someone, and you know anything you put in that direction, it just works, and they just deliver. That's obviously people like that occasionally, right? right. But for most people, like there's some kind of training, there's some kind of development, there's some kind of push it doesn't mean they can't be great. Um, and I, I take the example all the time because I, I see so many people, it's like, Oh, I had this person, they're no good. And so on. And I've had so many people that I've hired after being told that I've hired after being told how horrible they are and, right. and managed to really get the most out of them. And particularly when I work corporately, like uh, that, uh, I did that a lot, right? And I, I think it's, it's again, it's about this recognizing people and understanding their the capability, right? Because particularly in younger people, like, they don't know. Like, they don't know what they're good at. They don't know what they like. They don't, like, most of them, it's like, they look at their parents and like, oh, well, you know, my dad is an engineer, so I want to be an engineer. But, you know, if, if your brain isn't set up to be an engineer, then it doesn't really matter how much you want to be an engineer. It, it will never be something you truly enjoy. Right. Right.
1: Oh, I agree. You know, I think, though, I think you're designed from the start to, to follow this, to be something, to be a thing. You have this, you have this reason. Right. And so like myself, I have not spent a single moment in my life thinking about the joy that I will feel when I put my flag on the top of Mount Everest. Right. I got no desire to do that. None. And I praise the people that do. And I love to celebrate. And I'm going to watch the movie and I'm going you know, to read your story. I'm not going. So I know that that's not for me to do. Right. I haven't spent a single second of my time worried about that. But the things that come to my mind, the things that I can see myself doing, the things I feel passionate about. I think those are hints from God. I think he's saying, I got your back on that, because if it wasn't for me, it wouldn't even be within my consciousness. I wouldn't even think about it because it's not my thing. But those things that I can, I, can, I can see myself doing and paths that I can take, those are real for me. And what am I gonna pick up? What am I gonna take?
0: Yeah, and that, and that reminds me about something else, which is influence on people around you, right? Like, again, I see so many people that have dreams and have hopes and all this good stuff, but it's not theirs. You know, it's their parents or their friends or right. and I, actually I, I told a, a lot about that, particularly in around leadership, because everyone's like, Yeah, you know, I want a promotion because I've been here a long time. And I'm like, Do you actually want to be a manager? Like, do you actually right. want to manage other people? Well, no, but you know, everyone says that I should be the next manager because I've been here a long time. I'm like fair. But if that is right. not what you enjoy doing if that's not what you're good at if that's not what fits you like why would you want to be in that situation like that right and, and i think i mean i've had a different conversation not just about management but different conversations with a lot of people um and i particularly in the educational space like when when i see people who are doing a three four five year education in something that i instantly pick up that they will never be good at um, and yeah. It, it's a shame. It's a shame of human. Like, Because when people go through an education, as an example, and they're not good, it's literally failure after failure after failure in a negative way that just pushes their, their confidence in the head, right? And, and it's, it's, it's often not a good experience for people when they're in a situation like that. Um, you and,
1: know, yeah. life is too short to spend it every day hating your job. Right. And wishing you were something else or, or were somewhere else or were doing something else because you can. You know, I don't I don't think that I believe that it's fair to tell ch- children from the beginning you can be anything in this whole wide world that you want to be, because you can tell them you're gonna be amazing at what you choose to be. Go be amazing at that. Find what makes you happy. Don't live my dream, don't leave your dad's dream. Don't leave your grandmother's dream or your third grade teacher's dream. What do you want to do? Where do you shine? And and to encourage them to do that. One of the things that we've been studying recently to my, my partner and I, we kind of been studying it just because I think I think it, it's worthy of recognition is uh, the concept of where did the wonder go? Because I've watched my grandchildren. I have six grandchildren, age six and under, and they're fascinated by everything, right? It doesn't matter if it's a ladybug or a zebra or a space. It doesn't matter. They're fascinated. They want to know. They're these sponges of information. They have these amazing imaginations, right? And I watch them. And then as I work with youth, I spent a lot of years working with youth. And when I work with them, we get to be junior high, early high school, and we're spending our time with them going, ask the question. Dream the dream. What do you want to do? Because they've, they've gotten into this thing where they think this is what society is telling them that they have to be. They got to feel this way. They got to live this way. They got to learn this. They conform to this. And they get so confused that they lose all that wonder. By the time we're in high school, we're in college, we're begging them to ask the question again. So where does the wonder go? Who takes it away? Do we? Is, it, is that the school system? Is that society? Where do we, where does the wonder in those young babies go that we got to pull it out of them again, 10 years later? Where does it go? I I want it to not disappear. I tell my children all the time. Don't you dare tell them not to ask the question. (laughs) You tell them to ask the question. Keep the wonder, you know, everything is in this world exists because somebody asked how come it couldn't be different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. uh, I mean, totally. and uh, uh, Particularly. I mean, I think that's particularly where the question is not, I, I love that you can do anything you want in life kind of thing. I, I love the concept. Uh, I, I think where people fail is they don't explain that you actually have to work for it. Because I, yeah. I, think, I think the whole problem with, with that sentence is the fact that, you know, you can be anything you want to be, you can do anything you want to do. But, you know, a lot of very cool things take a lot of hard work and a lot of effort and a lot of right. persistence, Right. And, and the thing is, when you tell kids you can be anything what you want to do it, or want to be, uh, it sounds very easy, right? And I think that's the, that, that's the biggest issue in, in that regard. But I, I think fundamentally, like, and, and I think this is the same with employees, to be honest. Like, when, when you're asking people, like, you know, what do you want to do? Like, a lot of the time I have an employee that, you know, they've been with a company for a while and, you know, they're, getting ready. They've been there for a while and they're, they're maybe getting ready for promotion or something, but you know, like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you really want to do? And they don't know. And and a lot of the time, like, uh, again, like not to, not to go on about education, but a lot of the time with education as well, like we force the kids into these situations. We're, we're, we're looking at the kids and we're like, okay, what do you want to study? And a lot of time kids have no idea because they haven't seen jobs, like the only jobs they know is like what mom and dad and best friends, parents do, but they, they haven't seen a thing about jobs. And then I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges in the world that, you know, you're, you're forcing people into, or not forcing, but you're, you're heavily suggesting that people have to pick their path before they know, you know, what the road looks like at all.
1: Um, yeah. I know people my age, I mean, still where we're old enough for the senior menu at Denny's that still don't know what it is they want to be when they grow up, right? When they get to that, when they get to that final place, I, you know, I just think that the, life is too short to be unhappy every day, to get up and hate your job, right? To, to not in, enjoy life because happiness is a decision that you make. Joy is a choice that you make. It's not a life circumstance,
0: yes. right?
1: It, it's the lens with which you choose to view the world.
0: Yeah. yeah. That I have said that very many times. Uh, so, in in my opinion, life is one hundred percent a choice, uh, and 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 I, I I see it I view it the same way as you do. And and what I always say is like anything you've seen someone be unhappy about, you've seen someone else be happy about the exact same situation. All right. Like some people like, oh, you know, I have a horrible job. I work work in a call center. Whereas you see other people wandering around and being like, oh, I wish I could get a job. Like a colton a job would be the best thing in the world, right? So like li- li- literally anything that someone in the world is unhappy about, someone else is unhappy about. And then, again, going back to the Philippines, like I-, I see so many homeless people and I've seen many homeless people. And the one thing that always strikes me is that most homeless people in the Philippines look happier than most average people elsewhere in the world. Like yeah. they're actually smiling, like not just smiling, like give me money, they're actually smiling as in, you know, my life probably isn't great, but it's the best I have and I have an opportunity and I'm here and like they, they still appreciate it, right? And it's so easy to just find excuses for why not being happy, right? And, and most people, again, they, they blame external forces, right? They blame external factors. And the whole thing is that's the easy way out, right? if, well, if, if you,
1: you, Yeah. If you spend your whole life waiting for other things, other people to come along to make you happy, you're going to waste a whole bunch of time. Yep. Right. Because you are where you are. You are doing what you're doing and you get to pick whether you do it mad or you do it happy because it's, you're still doing it. Yep. Right. You still are where you are. You might as well get happy about it and find the joy in it. If you can. And, and that's a, again, another one of the things that, that we work with with management and we work with with the companies is there's always there's always another side there's always a bright side there's always if you believe in the law of polarity right because the law yeah. of polarity says for there's up there's down for there's in there's out for for this action there's a positive and equal reaction of the very same measure on the other side that's a law of polarity yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you believe that, then for every negative emotion that's going on at work, there's an equal and positive side to it if you just choose to see it, yep. right? Gratitude it makes what you have enough.
0: Definitely, and uh, and again, like it's it's many people will find it very difficult when I say that happiness is a choice, right? But it's 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 the mind it's the mindset around it more than the choice itself. All right, Like, it's it's the mindset of saying, you know, I appreciate the things I have. I appreciate where I am in life. And, uh, and again, like, I, I think it's also like a lot of probably media even uh, where, you know, people are watching all these other people around them and, you know, when you watch a movie, it's like, you know, something happens and then whatever ends up and they're happy because something happens. Uh, but but the, the challenge for most people is that they believe it's everyone else's responsibility to make them happen instead of taking that responsibility themselves, right? right. Which, yeah, I mean, that's for, for me, that's what life is all about. It's taking the responsibility for who you are, where you are, where you want to go, and yeah.
1: And how you one show favorite,
0: up. Exactly. Uh, one, one of my favorite books is called Extreme Ownership. and uh, Yeah, that's, for me, that's, that's what it's all about
1: i'll have to write that one down i'd love to read new books stream ownership that sounds good i like that i like that
0: that's good that's good and uh, so from an employee standpoint right so so when you go in and work with clients and so on what what what's sort of the the main steps like how how do you start out and how, how does your sort of client engagement work
1: well i don't have a pamphlet okay i don't have a price sheet i don't have a grid because you're an individual human being with an individual need. And so the very first thing we're going to do is we're going to develop a relationship so I can know you and you can know me. And then you're going to tell me what you need and I'm going to help you find a way to get it. Right. I, what I don't do is come with a list of things and go here, you can pick this or this or this. We're going to sit down and talk and go, what are your needs? What's your, what are your pain points? What's working? What's not working. Right. What's scary. What's confusing, and 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 we'll answer those really basic questions and figure out what your needs are, and then if it's you, we'll work with you. If it's your group, we'll work with your group. If it's your family, we'll go there. So my entire program is based on your need, and what you decide is what you need, and then we're going to work through that together. And I'm going to stand beside you. I'm not going to blow my whistle and coach you and point out your your shorts or your your, or your successes, I am going to stand beside you, and we're going to walk through it together, and uh, take you where you want to go. You can email me to get started. Let's have a conversation, and we will go from right there.
0: Sounds great. Sounds great. Absolutely. Well, that's that's very good, Stacey. That's very good. Uh, I think that was uh, super interesting and a little bit different from the sort of typical management talks. But uh, I think uh, exactly as you said, I think a lot of being a good leader, a good manager is is about uh, focusing on your life as well, focusing on on not just work. I think that many, many people I work with, they're, they're only work focused, but uh, I think one of the things that helped me the most is, is, uh, is, is an old boss of me telling me that if you ever feel stressed, if you ever feel you're getting unhappy, go help someone else. Um, and that was, that was something I was taught early on, and I've always done that. Uh, yeah, I, I help a lot of people. I love helping people, but not necessarily just because I'm, a, I'm by nature a great person, but just because uh, it makes me feel good. So when I help other people, um, it, it really makes me feel good. And when I see other people, you know, develop and grow, it's, it's the best feeling. So, yeah, yeah.
1: It is. Well, and see, that's that wisdom that I was talking about a while ago, right? I mean, it was your dad, your granddad, telling, you if you want things, you know, these older people in your life, these people that these mentors that come along that live that little seed that today you still hold on to. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way that needs to be on your t shirt. <laughs> definitely. So, Although, if you would ever like to swap spots and come be on our podcast, we would love to have you.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Sounds, sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, just before we finish, Stacey, uh, any, any resources or anything else that you'd sort of recommend to people, anything that you've really benefited from uh, that you think management would be. Beneficial? You know, if
1: I had to point out, if I had to pinpoint, what I feel like is one of the best management books out there, the best management studies, a place to start. It's a book by John C. Maxwell called Becoming a Person of Influence. Beautiful book. Dude, it's, yep. it's, it, it opens that door to, to your ability to influence those around you and create this beautiful management system of, of, of love and of influence. And so it's a, it's a wonderful place to start. We teach a class on that. I am a, uh, I'm a president advisory council for the John Maxwell team. And so uh, we, we always be more than happy to, to pull some John Maxwell into anyone's life. that would love to do it. It's a great, great book. You can always reach out to me at enlightenup.stacyj and it's S-T-A-C-Y-J at gmail.com. Reach out to me. Let's start a conversation. Let's get a dialogue. Uh, Facebook, right? LinkedIn, Instagram. I'm out there. Stacy Owen Johnston, look me up, find me. If I can come alongside you, add value to you, help you in any way, look me up. I would be more than happy to do that.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very, very much, Stacey. It was awesome having you on today. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. And to the audience, thank you very much for sticking with us all the way to the end. We'll be back again next week. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at MadSingers.com.